All right. We're back. We're live at DEF CON. Actually, we're not, but uh, I'm sticking with that line. What's going on, man? So you're Alan Stevo, correct? You're of Kraken. I believe you're uh, chief of staff at Kraken. But you were here today as Alan Stevo, not necessarily as a representative of Kraken. And you gave a talk today. Unfortunately, I missed it because I was making espressos all day. I don't know how I got into the espresso making business, but somehow I did. What, what What's the quick, uh, quick and dirty... Uh, of what the thesis of what your talk was today, and then, then we'll get into it. I'm sure I'll have a lot of questions. That sounds good to me. Um, I was I was once chief of staff at Kraken. Now I get to do other another fun job, different different kind of fun job, oh, okay. but also also very fun. And I do get to work at this very cool exchange that has uh, has Monero has Monero. Um, yeah, well we'll talk about Kraken oh, too. We'll I have, I have Kraken, Kraken questions. Okay, as well. okay. Ooh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm here as me. <laughs> um, okay, so the talk was like. Uh, um, a friend and I were just kind of brainstorming a little bit about uh, use cases for for crypto and Monero. Monero fit the bill of what we were discussing, and we uh, we well, as we put our minds together, it was uh, that that the internet the internet's kind of treated in a wholesale environment. Even though we're retail users, in the way you use internet at home, the way I use internet at home, probably it's a little bit more wholesale than retail, where where your uh, your natural gas company will sell you units. But your uh, your internet company will sell you a monthly plan that's relatively uncapped, um, and uh, you have neighbors you have neighbors right next to each other using using the internet using these uncapped plans. And what if what if those neighbors had a method of communicating and saying, "Hey, I'm going to resell you some of my internet." That'd be kind of cool if there's a software to do that. Or what if what if someone with a coffee shop in like instead of New York City, maybe it's uh, rural New York or something. Uh, someone with a coffee shop where the mayor has been promising for for ages, oh, we're gonna get Wi-Fi in the town square. The the person who runs the coffee shop says, hey, I'm gonna start selling subscriptions to my Wi-Fi. Right? This idea of reselling. Or what if someone in maybe a, a more rural Moroccan village came up with a way to kind of resell the internet locally? How might this profit motive? help drive the adoption of mesh, mesh networks instead of mesh networks just being altruistic how might giving somebody a few cents for the gigabytes you use help to change that that attitude and help help that to grow um, so kind of the talk was that comparing maybe couch surfing to Airbnb maybe a mesh network to the the idea we we had okay that was the Airbnb analogy I got you yeah. so um, so basically trying to fuel or fund or incentivize a mesh network uh, through the payment of micropayments using Monero. Yeah. Why Monero? Privacy. Privacy. This is the, the cache of, uh, of uh, the electronic cache we have right now, right? The, the best we have. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. We, we say it on this show every day. Are you, uh, let, let's get into that a little bit and then we'll, we'll go back mm -hmm. to the mesh network thing. How did, you, how did you get into crypto? I'm assuming you started as a Bitcoin guy and are you still a Bitcoin guy? Are you a Monero guy? Or do you rather not be any type of guy? I'm, uh, if, if I had to, <laughs> if, uh, are you, are yeah. you coin agnostic? What's your? No, there's a lot of shit coin out there. I'm I'm not agnostic. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of shit coin. Um, there's yeah, there's there's. I got into it in uh in 2013. Um, a friend of mine wouldn't shut up about Bitcoin, and another friend of mine was like, oh, right, he. 
few friends and I, we opened up a Bitcoin exchange in, in New York City. Um, it was right next to New York Stock Exchange. You'd be walking with cash, walk out with Bitcoin. There were a thousand people through there some days. And it was this super vibrant crypto uh, oasis in New York. And it was really amazing. Um, and we were on a bunch of documentaries. and like. Which exchange was that? I used to... I, I what was the name of the exchange that you guys started in New York? It's called the New York Bitcoin Center. Okay, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, you know, BitLicense came around. and uh, I didn't know you were the guy that started that. That's it, super cool. I'm not the guy. Oh, you're there's, one of the guys. There's okay. a, a much more important the guy, and I'm, I'm one of the guys who helped assist in the process. I helped assist in the process. Um, and uh, I watched this, this uh, really cool, vibrant environment in New York go from, like, all this development happening so exciting to like almost a desert and to the point that like well that was the bit license with the bit license yeah yeah. the people in new york have become second-class citizens in a way where right uh there's all these hundreds perhaps thousands of companies avoid new york citizens the way the same way the residents i should say the same way that they would avoid citizens of iran uh citizens of north korea and then you have residents of new york and is that how it should work that that the people in one of the most prosperous places in the world are somehow second-class citizens with less rights? It's insane. Well, yeah, because it's controlled by the big banks, right, which kind of make the rules in New York. Right, it's, you know, it's, I just know that a regulatory body put that in place. I don't know who's <laughs> behind it. I don't know. I don't know. Some regulator, regulatory body put it in place. So, Bitcoin, so, what, so what is your – do you think – uh, crypto is all about like being digital cash or are you are you a believer and that's like what the purpose is like that's the killer app is is money uh, you know that's a great that's a great question and I don't have a good answer on it um, to me to me the so the excitement an important excitement for me around Bitcoin um, it's like it's like uh, you had you had uh, a time there was a time where uh, my grandparents and your grandparents had the same kind of telephone and everyone's grandparents in the U.S. had the same kind of telephone and right it might be black or red or maybe you could have it on the wall or the desk right but there was this monopoly control of how the uh, telephone system worked that was granted by the government and you, you end up with um, the monopoly comes to an end in the early 80s within 27 years you go from this stagnated uh, technological environment to this very vibrant technological environment where consumer uh, entrepreneurs are fighting with each, other, with each other for consumers, and you go within 27 years you go from you go from a, a you know rotary telephone clunky rotary telephone that you could seriously damage someone with to to everyone's got a supercomputer in their pocket. Not everyone. You can buy a supercomputer, a commercially viable supercomputer with the release of the iPhone in 2007, and this is amazing. So like. Opposing it were were government economists and Harvard PhDs who would who would go on the radio and go on TV and say, "Oh, natural monopoly theory. The only possible way to do uh, any any utility is is with a monopoly. If you do it any other way, you're you're uh, trying to damage the marketplace and ruin people's lives." And you know these same, not the exact same people, but people with those Harvard PhDs and those government economists say today very similar things where they say they say you know there's only one way to do 
a national currency. There's only one way to do currency. It's got to be the national monopoly. And if you do any differently, you're gonna you're gonna ruin nations and you're gonna ruin the marketplace and it's gonna be mayhem, right? They're saying this is the exact same stuff. Instead, we've started this process of getting to the supercomputer in your pocket of currency. I have no idea what that looks like. I don't know what it looks like. All I know is that for the first time, we're starting to get this competition where none existed before, and it's going to be really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the marketplace is going to do with it. I don't know what consumers are going to do with it. I don't know what entrepreneurs are going to come up with, but it's going to be really, really cool. I know that. And we might not even recognize the world 40 years from now because of it. Very cool. So you're, so you're basically saying uh, uh, money should be a, an open, competitive thing. It shouldn't be a monopoly that governments have. Anybody should kind of be able to... Uh, kind of pitch and generate their own form of money and if the world adopts it the world adopts it yeah the the our, our default state is freedom i would say and um you know unless you have a really good argument for why government should should take my freedom away from me or your freedom from you i, I see no reason those things should happen yeah i agree with totally what you just said so now about so how about bitcoin i'm just the i'm bitcoin versus monero do you like okay. to talk about it in those terms or you don't really like you can talk the, about do you see things. are you What's your take when you when you measure up the two? Are you are you pro Bitcoin and pro Monero, or are you just a Monero guy? I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. That's good. That's good. I like how you said it. Pro Bitcoin and pro Monero. Uh, I'd say I'm I'm rooting for both those teams. Um, I think Monero. So there's there's an issue I have with Monero that makes it inferior to Bitcoin. Uh, that's that's notable for me. Um, but Monero does privacy. I really respect the, the how how much emphasis is put in the privacy around Monero. This is what do you see as being that that fault in Monero versus Bitcoin? Uh, the monetary the monetary idea with Bitcoin being capped is a really neat experiment that I think is going to prove to just be fantastic. Um, I think it's really going to work out so nicely, um, and it it contradicts. You know, generations of Keynesian economists that say that this is not this is not possible or desirable. Um, I think we're going to see like this really neat experiment taking place that's going to be successful. Um, now, Monero figuring out figuring out um, because of the the privacy, uh, figuring out how much Monero is really in circulation. If there were ever some type of compromise of of uh, the code would be difficult to do because there's not a ledger so that I the, can the whole perfectly binding being per, you know perfectly binding versus perfectly blinding is kind of what, what we that's, you know, in the Monero community that's the uh, the argument that we uh, you know that's usually how we describe it so uh, Bitcoin is perfectly uh, binding so you know it's it's a hundred percent you know very clearly audible so much so that you know you could see every transaction on the blockchain uh, Monero is perfectly blinding, and with that, you're s potentially sacrificing some of that um, audibility. Yes, yes, that, that is. Thank uh, you for the shorthand. Okay. Thank you so much. I mean, the, we, we certainly have arguments against that in the Monero community as to why, but I think that's yeah, that's kind of uh, uh, something that I hear from a lot of uh, Bitcoin maximalists as to being why they may like Bitcoin versus Monero. And now, in terms of the cap thing, uh, do you have any opinion on? Um, Are you going to educate me after this on why I'm wrong about that? It would make me happy if you did. Yeah, we could talk about that. Well, I we, we did a whole show on it. I guess or basically you send me the link and I learned. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Uh, I, be, I guess basically the argument is that you know Monero itself is auditable, um, and then that, that this concern of where uh, basically coins could 
kind of secretly be created uh, is only in the scenario where you have quantum computers is what, is what based on my research, that's, that's basically where that concern comes in, right? So when you have quantum computers, uh, you may be able to kind of secretly, you know, essentially generate Monero, right? But then the issue is, well, if that's the case, then Bitcoin is also broken, right? Because then you could very easily uh, turn any, you know, uh, public key into a private key. So that, that's kind of like the major argument against it. Um, yeah. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, what's your response to that? Uh, maybe it would not be just around quantum computing. Um, if, if there were... Because other than that, it's just math, right? So yeah. as long as you trust the math uh -huh. and you've audited the math, now you yourself are like I'm. I'm not capable of doing that. But if you, tr I guess, trust the people that are all of the math and trust that it's been looked at, and you know, it's kind of it's a large hun honeypot, just like Bitcoin, right? So there's that argument. Um, so it's really a, it's a trust in math, which I think Bitcoin also has, but a little less so because of its transparent ledger. Uh, Monero is obviously is obfuscated, so there's a little more trust required there because you're you're basically trusting that that the math that encrypts the amounts is correct. So it comes down to trust in the math. So I, uh, I don't want to trust the people who tell me the math is good. I want to trust the math myself. Uh, and I, I think I need to dig into the, the, the statement I made to you a little bit more. And I think you give me a little uh, good, good direction here. I'm going to want to watch the link <laughs> to your, watch the link right, to your yeah, video I'll to and learn. We did, we did a great show on it. Um, so I guess... Let's let's jump back to the mesh network thing for a I'm second. Ready. So where are is this a project that you're actively working on that you're Not trying yet. to Okay. We we uh we came here to present it just to kind of see what how it how it felt presenting the idea a little uh to get a little bit of feedback um and that's been I'd say it's been a good day and now I think we'll just we'll just kind of feel out, you know, what comes next. Is this something that we want to make a top priority? Um friend and I were coming up with the ideas he said something I came back a week later with like a 20 page white paper and said hey this is how I think we can make it all happen and some of that got presented today and we'll see we're thinking it over still Okay, very cool is there a place where people can kind of follow the project or learn more about it I don't have a good no okay. there is not no. yet alright all right. we're in the early stages in my hands <laughs> <laughs> this is it this is yeah. where they can learn yeah. about it right here um <laughs> Anyway, let's go back to Bitcoin one second. Because okay. one of the things you said was the capped, the fact that Bitcoin's capped is one of the one of the things that makes it interesting, and it certainly does. Um, but do you think there might that might uh, potentially cause a flaw uh, with Bitcoin security because you know you don't have the incentive to mine isn't always there, right? Because at, at some point there's going to be no Bitcoin left to mine. Uh, that's kind of the argument that's made in Monero land for why the tail emission exists, mm -hmm. um, so that blockchain will always be secured by miners yeah. they'll always have the incentive to mine is that something that you have an opinion on? yeah i uh, you know i this is this is a, a thing when people when people would debate those government phds on why there shouldn't be a government enforced monopoly under threat of jail time right when there'd be these debates the 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 free market person just kind of had to point to uh the idea of having little faith in the idea that a consumer and a entrepreneur will interact with each other in their own self-interest and often to the benefit of of many other people um you know i don't 
I don't have a good answer for what you've said. Um, I believe that there'll be, there's a lot of self-interest built into Bitcoin and it's in a good way. One, one example you pointed out was with, with, um, the, the mining rewards. Um, if, if we, uh, we do not come up with a solution for it, then it's not meant to be and something else will come along. Uh, that doesn't negate the fact that a very important individual or group of individuals put together this technology and released it out in the world and it can't be put back in that box and this is going to change the world. And whether that name be you know, Bitcoin or something else or the technology be slightly different, I don't know. I know what the, 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 the amazing silverback gorilla in the room is right now uh, that, is, that is dominating and deservedly so. I, I know that. Um, and I also know that in, in uh, 1994, you know, when was the last time you did an Alta Vista search? Not, not any time recently, probably. Um, you may have done a few searches of DuckDuckGo or Google today. Um, but in 1994, Alta Vista was number one uh, in the world. And, uh, you know, things change. Things change. Right, so you're saying we're, we're at the very early stages. Yes. So to, to make predictions about the winners at this point in time is, is naive, to say the least. And I, I furthermore, um, a reason I don't believe in central planning, a reason why, not just me, but a reason why central planning fails is because it's, it's hard for a small committee of people to uh, know what, what a marketplace full of people can, can intuit and figure out through interaction with each other. I don't know what the future holds with Bitcoin. Um, I know that the, a general principle is uh, problems arise in the world, and if the marketplace is allowed to just be to its own without the government uh, putting its boot on the necks of participants in the marketplace. The marketplace solves those problems as they arise, if they're important enough problems. If Bitcoin becomes important, more important than it is today, I mean, five years ago, you and I would not have imagined being here today having this discussion. I don't think. Maybe you did. I did not. Um, if, if, the, if Bitcoin becomes big enough, and that problem becomes in need enough of a solution, then s people will feel incentivized to figure out how to how to continue uh, the, the robustness of, of Bitcoin. Do you think Bitcoin's lack of privacy is a flaw in Bitcoin, the fact that it lacks fungibility? Do you think that's, that is an issue that Bitcoin needs to solve? Or you think it could just exist as is, and then something like Monero will just fill that niche? I think it's good. It's good the way it is, and it's good that Monero is able to fill that niche. And uh, Monero, Monero absolutely beats Bitcoin in this way. I know there's ways to, you know, develop some, not develop, but to. There's methods of anonymizing transactions in Bitcoin, and there's going to be people who are going to make a pretty penny, figuring out how to de-anonymize those transactions one day. Um, it's it's a uh, Monero feels like a little bit more comfortable of a, a risk to take when you want privacy. Um, so you work for Kraken. I do work for Kraken. Uh, that's kind of that's I would say it's, that's probably the largest on ramp for from fiat to Monero, right? Is that is that true? Is that like a true? Statistic? I don't know the stats, I mean, but it seems like the largest exchange that actually accepts where you could go and actually buy Monero directly with fiat. I don't know the stats. I bet that's true. So is 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 there in within the the Kraken, uh, uh, you know, corporation? Is there is there love for Monero there? I mean, it seems like it, it obviously seems to get a little respect. We don't see Monero in other exchanges like Coinbase, for example, which I'm not exactly sure 
uh, why that hasn't happened. Uh, the, uh, the rumors has always been, well, because it's anonymous and private, they don't want to touch it. But Kraken certainly hasn't seen an issue with that. Do you have any opinions on that as to why like a Kraken is embracing Monero, but some of these other large exchanges aren't? I think there's a, there are a lot of people who are far better than me at, at commenting on that and who are far more knowledgeable than me. Um, and I think that's a, that's a good question for them. Um, and I, I think there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of people in the world who see a lot of uh, justice in uh, there being, there being uh, financial freedom again in the world or there being a, a, a way to use cash um, you know, online. Um, this is this is a beautiful thing, and I don't know. You know, there's there's so many decision makers and so many discussions that happen for for anything to be listed on exchange. Mm-hmm. It, it takes so so much effort, um, and I I wouldn't no I wouldn't even begin to be able to to comment on on such a complicated matter. Okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, you have any other Monero things to talk about? Just <laughs> having such a wonderful time here at DefCon and uh, Monero Village has been really fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, this is I'm just having a fantastic time. No other, no other comments than that. Did, did you try an espresso? Did you get an espresso yet? I have not. What's that espresso? Oh, wow, that's a serious espresso machine. Yeah, so that's that's coffee's from Brazil. We had it shipped here, and we're testing out a concept where you could buy the coffee, mm-hmm. and then you can tip the farmers directly with Monero. When will they receive the Monero? How's it work? Uh, they're getting sent the Monero, uh, so some people their are. Wallet is right. Their, yeah, their so I, right yeah, I provided uh-huh. the uh, the owner of the farm with uh, a Monero wallet, uh-huh. actually Cake wallet on iOS, and she's being sent the tips. And then the, the larger idea is to actually uh, put the private keys in the hands of the farmers themselves. Uh, some of them may not have access to a phone or something where they could have the app, but the idea is all they really need at the end of the day is that private key. And then to s- have tips being sent directly to the farmers—that's that's the concept we're uh, we're trying to test. Has has she texted you back yet, saying, "Hey, this is kind of cool that this"? Oh yeah, they're super excited yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're being sent the money from Las Vegas, and they're like, "Oh, this is really yeah, yeah, yeah that's great." <laughs> so that that's kind of the large idea, and then the idea is that it could be applied to a lot of things, not just coffee. Anywhere where you have kind of like third world producers kind of giving people in the first world that consume the things the ability to tip the producers directly peer-to-peer with Monero, digital cash. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, we can learn more about the, the Mesh Network project. I guess we'll – do you have a Twitter or something we can follow you on? Or? It's uh, – the, the Mesh Network we're going to figure out. Okay. That takes more time. I'm, I'm at, at Alan Stevo okay. on Twitter. Um, I don't tweet too much these days. Um, I'm head down, working hard these days. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe I'll appear back on your show one day. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. If you could let the higher ups at Kraken know, uh, we really love Kraken here at Monero Talk. Like I said, because it is one of the larger exchanges that um, where you could buy Monero directly with fiat. So, thanks for that to Mon- to Kraken. We appreciate that. Tweet them. Tweet them all. Tweet them all. I'll give you the handles. Will do. <laughs> all right, Matt. Thanks. Thanks, Doug. Have a good one. Thanks. Yep.